Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. And today's episode features Himar Ojeda, the sports director of Alba Berlin. And today's topic was mostly based on the sports director job. We talked a lot about the system itself, on the belief, the culture of Alba Berlin, of how he implements his culture, his philosophy within the context of a sports director, the different levels and the different spheres that he has to incorporate during the process. Uh, we also talked about dealing with winning streaks and losing streaks and how to implement youth into the system. Uh, lots of details around it, lots of stories in the background and good stories about confidence building and interesting approaches to the players itself, to the team itself. So I think you will enjoy this episode. It's a, it's a very structured episode in terms of the sports director job. And I think it provides a lot of insights. Please subscribe to this podcast. Please subscribe on all platforms, audio platforms and YouTube. All right. Thank you and see you soon. All right, Akima, we're recording. We're live. Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One of one of my worlds. I have many worlds, but this is this is a different one. This is a little bit of an educational one. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. I think I think we met when you were with Atlanta uh, for mm. for one year. I think that was the first year we met. I remember that yeah. it was in Kaunas during an ANGT tournament. Mm. Um, but I was wondering why you chose to go the European route because you probably could have easily stayed in the NBA and and mm. continue your your career with the NBA team. Uh, but you choose to go. Uh, as a sports director to Alba Berlin and continue your career there. Why did you choose to, uh, to leave the NBA? Well, um, actually I was, uh, let's say very happy there. Uh, we had, uh, so I helped them, uh, uh, a little bit the years before, uh, part-time. And, um, uh, and then when I, when I was full-time with them, I think, you know, so that stretch was, was very satisfying, right? So first of all, because, you know, it was a new, new experience work for the NBA and all the resources that they have, yeah. you know, very well. Uh, and, um, and I was very happy because we have a great group, you know, my time there, we had, uh, uh, Budenholzer as a coach. Yeah. Mike Budenholzer. Um, and, but we have Quinn Snyder as an assistant, you know, so we have like, uh, Taylor Jenkins, uh, um, like, the Darwin Ham, you know, so a lot of uh, assistant coaches that then jump into a head coach position. So, so it was a good group. Um, we were even in the all star with, with uh, four starters and the coach in, in Brooklyn. So we played the, the, you know, the, the, the final day of the conference. So it was, let's say, yeah, it was good. It was a really good time. So I enjoyed it a lot and I enjoy it a lot. But let's say Marco Baldi, if you know him, you know, so he's very, let's say, persistent and, and pursuing. Um, and he reached me out, um, and then I tried to, let's say, not to, um, give him too many, let's say, options, but try to be, let's say, more or less polite, right? So, and, 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 you know, so then we meet a couple times, and then, uh, in one of my trips uh, through Germany doing a scouting, then he came there, and then they played Gran Canaria. I was there. 
um, and and somehow you know so the challenge um, uh, was attractive for me you know so I did the the job in Estudiantes and in Gran Canaria and and I was very fortunate that that everything went very well in both places uh, so so the challenge to see if I can do something like that in the let's say in the, in the you know in a different country um it was it was good you know also you know cultural wise and for my family for my kids i think it could be a great experience life experience for them yep. we thought the stretch is going to be like 3 4 years something like that now it's 7 already so <laughs> but uh but that was let's say the the main thing um, and I have to say that I, again, I was very happy in the NBA and, and no problems would stay there. But it's true that I miss a little the daily, let's say, yes. you know, yes. emotions, you know, so, you know, you're doing the job and you know, that is like, but you do both because you coach and then, you know, so, but the, this only the scout part is, is missing a little the whole. Yeah, you you miss you miss the competition part. You you see yeah. you watch the games from afar, and and especially now during playoffs, you watch it. But you get emotional from afar. But it's not the same in when you no, are okay. because this is you're working not only with good people, you know, day to day, mm-hmm. but you're also working for the process at the end to to enjoy mm-hmm. enjoy the the culmination of the process. Exactly. You know, it comes exactly. it comes with ups and downs, obviously. So you mm-hmm. have to take the good with the bad. Uh, but you said fortunate when you were in, in Spain as a sports director that everything went well. And that was this trigger something in me that I think some things you can control, sometimes you some things you cannot control as a sports director. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you feel? You know, there's a lot of fortune that goes into it that when the season boils down to the end and then it works out or it doesn't work out, what are some things a sports director can control? to maybe control the fortune a little bit that you think that you can impact the most? Yeah. Well, um, I said that, that I was very fortunate because I, I really think uh, that, okay. So in my, my time now in, in, the, in, in Alba has been a great ride for, for seven years. Okay. So unbelievable results and, and, and atmosphere and, you yeah. know, so good. And then I have a, a, a I was one year in, in, in Estudiante and some journalists from Madrid told me the other day that that was the last time that they qualified for something. The Copa del Rey we did that, that year, then the playoff now because Cal English got injured, we had some problems and we didn't make it, but we made the Copa del Rey, right? So, and they say that was the, the last year in a stretch and I don't know if it's 10 years or whatever that they, they haven't done it. Okay. So it went well. The second team moved with Mariano de Pablo as a coach and moved from, uh, from Eva to, uh, Lep Silver uh, that year. Um, and, uh, and we have, uh, uh Frank Guerra, uh, Edgar Vicedo, Dario Brizuela, Juan Jornal Gomez. We have all these guys, you know, Kyle Kurik as a rookie. So those guys explode, you know, later. And, uh, uh, so it was a great year. In Gran Canaria, the same. Obviously, we had, uh, let's say, uh, a, a tough year. Uh, one of my times there, you know, that we were fighting not to move down and we saved it at the, at the very end. Um, that was my last year. 
Um, but the years before we play the, the, the Copa del Rey, we would play off, you know, players come and go and, and it was great. So I was very fortunate, you know, my time in the Hawks, you know, so it was, it was a lot of, uh, you know, but, so, in, so but good, in terms, good time. In terms of sports director, the sports director yeah. role. Go ahead. Yep. Exactly. So what, what I, what I was about to say is like, uh, um, obviously I was part of the whole process, right? And, and, and I, I had in all these places a responsibility. Okay. Obviously in the Hawks, uh, very little, right? So, but, uh, uh, but in the others, a little more, right? As yep. a sport director in the studio, I'm just in Alba and in, in Gran Canaria. Uh, but I still, you know, you need to, as you say, you need to be fortunate and you need to, you know, there's things that you cannot control. And, and, uh, so what I think that the, the, the most important part for the, for the, for coach director under my vision to, 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 to put, you know, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the table for the whole program is a culture, right? So it's the direction, it's the culture, it's the philosophy. Okay. So. I'm always saying that the sport director, uh, we need to, let's say, give, uh, I'm a strong defender of the position. And I think we need to, you know, since I get in Germany, I'm just saying that the clubs need to have a sport directors because as you know, and you know, it's in Spain, even the fourth division teams has a sport director, you know, yep. so in, in fact, what I developed as a coach, you know, was in my, in my hometown, in my village. Okay. It's 20,000 people. We have a small club there and, um, and we have only under, under 18 at that time. And even the under 18 were not very good. Okay. Uh, so, but we, we hire a sport director, you know, that came in the afternoon from four to eight and we were there practicing our team and he was in charge of everything. You know, that's the culture. And this is what I think we're missing here in, in Germany. Okay. So what I said is like the sport director job is not a scout and build a team. You know, for me, it's more important of that. That's a big part of the job, but more important is to create and develop the philosophy and the culture, the sport culture of the club. Okay. Of the whole organization. And this is what I think you can control. Okay. And this is what, you know, how you react. Whenever the things go well, whenever the things go bad, how to address the situations that come during the season. Um, yeah, definitely for me, that's the most important thing. So perf perfect transition. So I, I had marked down what are the do's and don'ts of the sports director that you feel like that you have to do in certain situations that you have to step in. And sometimes when you say that this is absolutely what I shouldn't do right now, there's some some yeah. some regulation for for your for your job day to day. Yeah, well, I, uh, obviously this is, this is, uh, the way I, I see it, right? So this is not the only way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, mean, you know, this, this is, is why we're talking. No, and this is the reason you have a lot of people coming yeah. here and showing yes. up here. And it's great. It's perspective. I think it's perspective. Exactly. That people give, you know, whatever. So I can talk what I, what I think. I think that the, 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 the approach, it has to be a lot with the, with your belief and your uh, personality, right? So I respect the people that is uh, able to handle the situations in a in a different way. Okay, so let's say more whatever se severe, strict, or with more passion, with less passion. You know, everyone is, is different. You know, for me, uh, what I what I what what I believe, it's like um, we. 
so the, the, the approach, I will give you the whole approach. This, we are very fortunate. We're very lucky that our job, we're professionals. We're working in, in our hobby, in something that yeah. we love. Okay. Yeah. How many people can say that? How many people? Not that much. Not that much. Okay. So it, because it's different. You can, I mean, you can like your job, but that doesn't mean it's your hobby or your passion. And for, for us, our ba- basketball was our passion, you know, for most of us. Okay. Yeah. And, and a hobby. Okay. Um, so, and now we work on this. So it cannot be that, that we go everyday work, you know, um, with, with the, with the, or, with a with a bad feeling, you know, like oh, okay, another day, oh, another practice, another trip, another, and and yet there's a lot of um, moments that you're tired, that it's exhausting. Um, okay, people from outside think the it's fantastic job, even for the players, you know, fantastic. But there's more of that. We know that it's a lot of traveling, that you miss a lot of things, that it's, that it's really exhausting. Okay. Uh, but it still is our hobby. Okay. So my approach is like, we need to make it fun. We need to make it attractive to go every day with a positive energy. Uh, and we try to get the best out of our people, you know, by this approach. Okay. And sometimes that's, uh, uh, fall a little bit, you know, short, you know, because sometimes you need to push people to do things. But we think that if you're doing it because of, of yourself, because you want to do better and you want to improve and you want to, then, you know, it's better. So with that approach is the way that I try to um, define what do I need to do, you know, apart from all the things that, you know, scouting, the philosophy, things like that, it's approach the situations, okay? For example, during the season, I'm always with the team. I travel with the team. Uh, I'm in the practices, you know, I, I, I'm there. I'm, I'm close, you know, to the team. But, for example, I don't have um, a lot of interactions or let's say, um, how to put it, official interactions with the, with the players, for example. Okay. So it's not that I, um, hang out with them or, or even sit with them and talk about serious things or whatever. That's for me is something that is in the hands of the coaches. Okay. okay. So I'm there. I'm close. If they need anything, they come to me. Okay. But uh, they know they can come to me. Okay. Uh, but the, for me, create the natural uh, flow that they know that I'm, you know, the last, let's say, option is, is the best thing. Okay. So I'm close there. They feel me there. Uh, but I don't intervene unless the coaching staff, we agree with the coaching staff. Okay. So what I do and what I think I need to do is like be close to the coaching staff the whole time, supporting the coach and maybe even analyzing things. Well, I think, you know, this situation, I see different how you see the possibility of this guy getting a better role because he's doing well or not, or, you know, but I trust and I support and I uh, exchange opinions with the, with the coaching staff and then they go from there. Okay. If they need me for whatever reasons, then we, we analyze and we do it. So you naturally you 
you can challenge the coaches, but you don't necessarily challenge the players in a, in a one-to-one matter. You, exactly. you you can hear the players if they if they want to vent or if yeah. they want to talk about, but you don't call them for 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 personal no. meetings unless it's a red flag somewhere that you already like they said like this this last last step in the crisis. Exactly. If there's something that you know that regarding the the whole basketball thing, right? We're talking yeah. now. Yeah. If um you know from the office or you know it's i don't know if there's a problem with the with a player yeah, in yeah, with his apartment, apartment or yeah. whatever then okay and then i go in, immediately and, and i talk with the player and then we fix this kind of, of situations okay but talking about the, the pure basketball thing you know again i'm there um i think that uh you know, they get it because they, they usually don't come to me. Okay. So, and uh, I mean, I have, uh, you know, the way I don't tell them, don't come to me to cry about, you know, certain basketball things. You know, I never said that. Okay. And I can, uh, but they feel it, you know, so, so, but again, if they go, they come in a good way, you know, and it says like, Hey, I'm struggling with this or whatever, but that's, but the reason that I, for me, the most important is create the whole environment for them to, have the necessary tools okay so we have a sports psychologist okay so this is a person that if they really have a situation you know that they need to let it out or whatever there's people there they have we have the player development they talk a lot with the player development coach you know about the frustrations their games they talk to the assistants okay so so people is close to them you know to for them to feel mm-hmm. that they have people you know but eventually you know, um, I, I keep that distance. I'm close and every day, and we talk a lot. I talk with the players a lot, but it's about, you know, the food there in the restaurant or, or things like that or, or about basketball in general. We love that. We have a culture that we love to talk about older games, about older uh, players, older situations, you know, because we really encourage the players to leave basketball to, for learning. Mm-hmm. So, so if the club is the toolbox, you're one of the tools. You consider yourself one of the tools mm-hmm. in the toolbox, yeah. not yeah. necessarily exactly. the, the toolbox. Okay. No, uh, no. So, so there's there's a lot of ups and downs during the season, and in in that regard, in terms of communicating with the players, with the coaches, challenging yeah. the coaches, asking certain things that you wanna you wanna double check with your opinion. How mm-hmm. do you deal? How do you deal with winning streaks versus how do you deal with losing streaks? Because two different. Yeah. Two different mindsets and two different crises. Uh, if that's one of the crises, the other one is that you have to keep the mindset of you know not mm-hmm. not really relaxing. So there's yeah. two different ways of approaching. How do you approach one versus the other? Yeah, um, we for example now we come from a great years. You know the last years with with winning the titles and a lot of winning strikes. And this last year we had the longest losing a straight, you know, 12 games in a row in the EuroLeague, for example, okay? Or, um, yeah, we lose uh, the first title of the season, we lose, you know, and semi-finals, okay? And uh, uh, now we start the, the playoff and then we, we lose the first game. So, um, um, you have a little bit of everything, as you, as you, as you uh, said. So, uh, so the thing is, um, when when we have a very good, Let's say winning strikes and uh, streaks and uh, and um, you know things are going very well and it looks like we are you know so so fantastic and everything. The the approach that we have and the approach that I want that people have is to enjoy that. 
Okay, so to really enjoy that, um, um, this is uh, not like like uh, let's say uh, brag about you know even internally outside, but but even internally we don't brag about you know the things that we, that we do. You know, I think that we enjoy from from a perspective that almost like if we'll we will be outside, you know, watching, you know, yeah. it's fantastic, you know. And this is, I have to say, that also was a, a very good uh, thing of Aito, okay? So, uh, because Aito, um, he many times when the things were going super great and we have great games that we beat, I don't know, big teams, you know, then he say, wow, these guys are unbelievable. So always talk about them. You know, always talk about them. You know, it's like, it's not that we are unbelievable or we, we have done. It's always like, you know, like the team, you know, the players. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that, that, you know, I take that. I like that. And, and I drain for it. It was always a little bit my, my philosophy, but I think it's, is we need to enjoy. Okay. And then we just get there together and say like, wow, unbelievable. What we, you know, so what we just, uh, uh, um, let's say, um, to testify, you know, yeah. or, or, or enjoy or, you know, or, or witness, you know, experience. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, um, when the things are going bad, this losing straight or whatever, obviously sports is, uh, is about competition, is about a lot of pressure. And, uh, but I think we need to try to create a healthy culture about the, the sport. I don't want to be naive and maybe I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little naive with this, but, uh, Again, this is up and downs the whole time, you know, and a sports is not mad. That's the good thing and that's the bad thing. Okay. So it means you can lose against uh, anybody, you know, and, and people, uh, it says like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We understand that sport is, you know, you can lose against everybody, but you cannot lose against this team or, or they always look and find a reason, an excuse. Yeah. You can lose, but not this way. I mean, you can lose and there's many ways to lose. And at the end you lose. And sometimes yeah. you lose by 30 and sometimes you lose by, by two in the last or by one in the last position, you know, and that doesn't really, you know, need to be, uh, you know, a reason to get mad for things. The reasons need to be the basketball reasons. I mean, you analyze. So when we're in a losing straight, it's like, okay, uh, we need to, uh, stay positive. Okay, stay positive because this is when the time comes and you start to think uh, and to change, you know, the things. Another very good learning that I took from Maito is like, listen, I have a lot of assistant coaches, you know, during my, my career. Um, there's a conversation with him and, and me. Um, and they all know the, the concept, you know, so because we were talking about all the assistant, why they don't follow that much his philosophy. But he said, like, they all, he doesn't blame uh, them, but he said they all know how to do the things and, and what to do. But when the things go bad, you know, or are tough, then the tendency is to forget how to or to maintain, you know, the the way you do the things. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think the big responsible of that is the the club. Okay, and it's the sport director because what we do. You know, as an organization, and this is what I uh, going, you know, against is like things are going shaky or not bad and not very good. And then we put the pressure on the coaches. Okay. So all the coaches in the world would like to play. Well, not all, but most of them would like to play the young guys. 
But if you don't reinforce that in the worst moment, then they don't do it, you know, because they at the end they're they're going to be fired, you know. And then, you know, if if Israel was uh, worried about the twelve losing strike, you know, that we had in the Euroleague, if he's going to be fired, and at certain point he was, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, and and we need to say it's like no, let's analyze why we're there, okay? So why we're losing? We're losing. There's reason. There's basketball reasons. Yes. Okay, there's like we have three main guys injury and the injury at the same time. Okay, it's is a very good competition this year, the Euroleague. Very good. Okay, so I say one of the best in the last years, right? I agree. Um, exactly. So then you, we need to put that in consideration. Okay, we are the lowest budget and we are the youngest team. So what do we want to do? We want to overperform. Okay, overperform. You know, with all these difficulties. And then this is how we're going to judge, uh, judge how we take decisions. Then, okay, the coach is fired and then for what? For what? Okay. So uh, when, whatever we're losing, we need to try to, to go to the pure basketball reasons and try to do better and get better, but with confidence and with calm. Okay. So for me, that is essential. You can still you can still lose playing the right way, and a lot of people forget yeah. about that. Yeah. You know, there's exactly. a way there's a way that things are done with certain coaches, and you mm -hmm. can see that the team is still progressing, the team is still learning, mm -hmm. and is playing the right way. They just either missing shots or missing in you know just depth or yeah. it, certain other factors that come into play. Yeah. But if the process is, is right, you cannot you lose track and get sidetracked by the outside influence. I think that's the, uh that's probably the biggest challenge. Absolutely. And that happened a lot in the sport. Okay. The outside outcome is it's, you see the fans that, because this is the culture we have create. I would say it's different in college, right? So yeah. in college basketball in the United States, you know, the programs, you know, the coaches stay there forever. You know, they might lose, but then they start again. You know, it's okay. It's different culture there. You know, even the NBA is culture because they're ready to say like, now we are going to rebuild. And then now we go down to the younger team and then we're going to lose. It's not a problem, but blah, blah, blah. it's a different culture here in Europe. And we don't, we, we shouldn't lose the passion that we have here and the, this uh, importance of every game competing to win. That's absolutely, you know, uh, good, you know, but uh once we take decisions it shouldn't be based in the in the rush you know of the emotions of of one game or or one you know three four games yeah. losing or something like that so um it's also important to feel the 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 pulse of the players you know to see the mm -hmm. players the players believe you know they're still playing yeah. and they're playing they're competing they believe in the coach and the coaching staff and they believe in the whole system then there is yeah, no yeah. need to make change because there, everybody understands the, the the dynamics of the season. So exactly. it's it's also that you have to have a pulse of for for the for the team spirit at uh, at some point. And the fans and the environment, the journalists and the club, you know, the management and everything. This is what I like the most is the culture. Okay, yeah. so the culture that and and uh, maintain the excellence in a sport. It's, it's almost impossible, right? Yeah, so it's, yeah. you cannot be winning always, you know? So I like the, 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 the consistency of 
of being competitive, you know, at your maximum, you know, that doesn't mean win always, you know, but if you're able to compete until the last day or almost the last day, um, and, and being respectful also to your values, um, I think this is, this is the, the best thing. Okay. And again, you know, now the, the, the Giannis and Tetokumpo mentioned with the, it is a fail or not, you know, this, yeah. this, uh, thing that he he was saying you know it's like it is a little like that in terms of okay so maybe you don't win you know but you're second or you're third or you're fourth okay so or but you're there and you're competing okay so for obviously every organization is different you know so if there's an organization that there's the lowest budget in the bbl and their goal is to maintain you know category stay in the in the bbl Okay, it's how it is. And maybe one day they they make the playoff and then the next year they don't make it because they start over. Okay, you know, so you cannot I ah, this year is a fail because they played last year and not like so I think we need to we need to find other values in a sport apart from the pure, you know, uh, results and, and, and the pure, you know, approach of the the, the 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 competition you know yeah yeah it's too simplified winning and losing is too simplified there's much no. more hanging on it and i was i was thinking about one thing uh, thinking about your profession and if you haven't you, you mentioned you know scouting is only one aspect of it mm -hmm. if you if you think about it for 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 a little bit and how many bubbles you think if you are in the middle and your job mm -hmm. is or surrounds different spheres scouting being one of them and and uh being with the team closely and talking to the coaches is another thing what how how do you which how many spheres do you think are there in your profession specifically yeah well um i say i said scouting is one of the yes obviously, yeah. scouting is very important yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's very important it's, it's huge one of the biggest you know so um, but I said, because it's not the only one, as you said, exactly. there's many, yeah. you know, and, and normally, you know, the sport director job, people, you know, just, just put it into the scouting, let's say, uh, you know, part. And this is huge. It's very important. So, um, the, as I said, you know, for me, the, the, what, what define everything is the culture and your philosophy. Okay. So, um, I, my culture, my philosophy conditioned the way I in, I do my job in the other spheres. Okay, the way I talk with the coaches, the way I communicate with them, the way I, I, I approach the, the topics with them are based on the culture that we have here. Okay, and as I said, everyone has one. And, and I think that's the good thing is to be loyal to, to that. And, but that conditioned everything. So my scouting, um, approach is based on, on my philosophy. Okay. I, my past, very good talent players, if they're not a good fit for our culture. Okay. So, um, and, 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 okay. So people will say, you wouldn't sign this guy. You know, you have the option. You didn't sign this guy. So they're like, no, I didn't sign this guy, you know, or I don't, I'm super fan of this player you know uh, but he's, he's very good yes and he win championship yes so but i know because my experience that if you don't do it that way then it, 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 it doesn't work okay yeah. it doesn't work and then you fail i fail the player fail the coach fail everyone fail okay so scouting is one big part okay 
um, um, uh, the the I think it's also important. I mean, all the bubbles, all the spheres around are uh, in order to uh, uh, create and maintain this culture. Okay, so for example, for me, it's very important to be connect uh, with the with the youth. Uh, with all the youth, our youth program. Okay. So, um, the, the person that I work closely, apart from the coach, you know, the coaching staff or the coaches of the, of the pro team is the head of the youth. Okay. So it's Raul Rodriguez here that worked for me in Gran Canaria, worked with me in Gran Canaria. And now, uh, he works here also, uh, with me as a head of the youth. Okay. Um, and why is that? Because um our philosophy is try to um to have a culture in the whole club and to really be one one organization okay really connected okay so we there's details for example if you come here that the office that we have in our in our training and practice facility the coach's office of the pro team is the same one like the youth coaches there okay so it's a big office with the, 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 you know, the three tables for the coach and the assistant. And there's like one big table for seven places more. And we have there the athletic trainer, the player development, the coach of the female team, the coach of the under 16, you know, so they work the ultimate. So we sacrifice uh, some intimacy, you know, and, uh, uh, in order for them to be connected. Okay. So, um, when, we talk there when I talk with the coaches of the youth, you know, and, and I said like, um, you know, Hey, how was this game? I saw that, uh, I don't know, whoever I remember years ago, this Franz Wagner, you know, he had a great game, right? You know, and, uh, then they say, wow, man, it was unbelievable. The guy did this and this and this and whatever. So the coaches were listening and that's a real story. Uh, and, uh, Aito was there, you know, and the assistants. Okay. So, um, maybe they don't interact, but they're hearing that, you know, and uh, and then one day I said, like, hey, I think we need to call up this guy from SmackDown because he's very talented. He's doing well, you know, that. and then the coach. Oh, yeah, I know. They know, you know, about it. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. makes the things that make the things easier. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also for me. OK. It's not that the head of the youth come one day and say, like, OK, next year, the good ones. The, 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 in the MBBL and the, in the under 18 or in the second team are this, 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 and this. No, uh, no. We know the guys, you know, so we hear about it. We see them practicing there, you know. I remember I used to say, like, who's this Franz Wagner that you guys mentioned? Is, is that one? And then he went to approach him and say, like, hey, I hear you are doing well. Keep, keep it up. Or, you know, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. For the kid was like, oh, what? You know, so, um, how old I was he at that point? Important. How old was he at that point? I think he was like, uh, 15. 15. Something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's so, like so, a family. It's like a family at the table, yeah. sitting at a table yeah. and you hear different things. And this is just yeah. the whole, the whole family information is flowing around, uh, top to bottom. Yeah. Exactly. For this purpose, I mean, the, the, let's say the, 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 the knowing the players, for me, it's easier when I go and say, this guy is good, you know, as I said, again, let's call that up. Um, uh, but also, 
about in the other way around. So the coaches talk there freely, you know. So hey, we're not finding good solutions, you know, uh, for the guys to to really move the ball, you know. So we're we're getting a stack with the ball in the middle, you know. So the pro coaches and then the youth are hearing that. The youth coaches mm. are hearing mm. that, you know. And then they draw things and they have these cushions there, and they're all, you know. So seeing, you know, and as uh, and obviously. That has certain resistance at the beginnings. Okay. So the beginning, you know, coach says, Oh, this office, no, but we need to, whenever we talk about to things, things about the team. Yeah. It is, it is like that, you know, and then don't worry, you know, and, and we were, there was a process. Okay. And then, mm-hmm. but now it's a natural thing. Now Israel talked with Thomas and, and, and Sebastian, the assistant, uh, about players concretely who to play who not to play who this with the youth coaches they are hearing everything okay yeah. so uh, same many page times. everybody's on the same page the yeah. whole time yeah yeah yeah. and the whole culture also talking about basketball okay mm-hmm. it's good you know because we talk about we we have debates you know i and i love to i have my i don't have a seat there but Obviously, I got there, you know, and I sit anywhere, you know, and then we talk about while there's a practice outside, you know, we're there, we come in and out and out, and then we're there and we said, um, and then I say like, okay, what, what do you guys think about, you know, whoever, this player of the BBL, you know, and then I asked the, the, the coach of the MBBL, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, uh, well, I think it's because they see basketball or about EuroLeague. What do you think, uh, you know, we talk about the basketball this year. You know, we'll, we really like how Olympiacos play basketball this year. Yes, for example. yes, you I know, agree. They, I agree. I'm, they, I'm they there play with you. very well. Exactly. They play very well, moving the ball and all kind of different options with big guys. You know, and like we, we really like it. Okay. And then we talk about that. I mean, with everyone there, you know, and I ask, you, you guys uh, play the most. Oh, yeah, parties and whatever. And then we talk about this. Yeah, 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 parties and very good this, but this, what about this, you know? Um, and that helps definitely to develop our culture, okay? So that's a, a very important thing for me. So I'm very connected. There's more things, you know? So we don't recruit uh, uh under 16 player if I'm not, you know, Involved. Uh, let's put it this way. I'm involved in every recru- recruiting, you know, so yeah. not the Berlin guys, you know, but we don't bring a guy from a different place from Germany or from uh, a different country to the program unless we are all in the same page. That means, okay, we're recruiting. Uh, there's a very good pointer this age. Uh, we think it's going to be a special you know, first of all, it's clear that we think he's going to be a professional basketball player in Alba Berlin, you know? Mm-hmm. So even if we think he's very good, but it's not going to be our level, then we don't go for him because mm-hmm. again, we no don't. Upside. No upside. Uh, no, the thing is, why to bring a kid from a different place, take yeah. him out of the family the environment uh, here to what? To, to win the under 18, to win the, uh, not at all, not at all, because we have enough people. It would be a small village. But we are a big city, okay? So we don't have that need, okay? And by the way, I'm, I'm fully convinced that the players develop better in their environment, okay? So I did a, a study and I present to the ACB many, many years ago. Uh, it was with the generation of the 1980, 80 something, okay? So, and then I put on in, in a, in a assembly in the, in the, 
in the ACB because I was in Gran Canaria and there was a lot of, um, a lot of players from Gran Canaria in different places, you know, and Estudiantes, Barcelona, and different, okay. And then I said, like, listen, until now, the guys that reached the pro level in Barcelona were Navarro and Gasol, okay? They're from Barcelona. And uh, years later in Valencia, Claver, you know, the only one. You know, in Malaga, uh, Bernie Rodriguez, Germán Gabriel, and uh, and uh, Carlos Cabezas. They are from Malaga, okay? So uh, Juventud, is, it was the only, a little different, okay? But still, they were from Mallorca with Ricky. I mean, R- Ricky is from there, but Rudy... It's from Mallorca. Okay. It's still same, more or less similar language and similar. Okay. Uh, the only, very only one was Calderon, but obviously Calderon was from a small village with no ACB teams in, in, you know, in Extremadura. Okay. So, but what my point was like, we need to analyze. I'm not saying we don't sign players from other places, but we need to analyze that maybe the best way in Spain because culturally, we tend to leave. If we can live in the same street where you grew up, then you do it. You know, yeah. so <laughs> Spain maybe it's better to stay because we have a lot of cases of kids going to different places, coming back to Gran Canaria, not even playing basketball. No mm-hmm. Okay, so um, that was my point. So here is a little bit like that. We only do it, so again. And we want to sign a pointer. This is 16 years old. This is when we start, more or less. Uh, okay. What are the other guys that we have in the organization? Okay. So we have already three pointers, more or less, in different ages that make no sense. Okay. Yeah. So I'm working close to to that. Okay. So that's another in big, uh, let's say, a sphere, you know, in my in my job. Okay. Um, as I say, obviously the scouting and recruiting, you know, you spend a lot of time watching players and talking with people, you know, because for me, it's very important to get feeling about the persons that you want to hire. Okay. And this is for players and this is for coaches. This is for, for athletic trainers. This is for physios. This is for everyone, you know, because our job is a little special, right? So, um, so let yeah. me let me let me dig in on the youth part because that's a big yeah. part of what you, what what Alba is is known for mm-hmm. uh, integration of integration of of youth players into the professionals, and mm-hmm. this is this is the biggest challenge in Europe because this is the age gap mm-hmm. where in the in the US you have to, you have the NCAA where they have yeah. eighteen to twenty two basically where it's the best development in terms of getting to play against good competition. In Europe, it's more difficult because you have to win. You absolutely have to win, have and to everybody's win. the pressure is on the coaches. Like yeah. you said earlier, everything everything is connected. Playing, not playing, winning, not winning. How do you combine winning with developing? And what are the most common mistakes that some teams do with youth players integration of youth players in the professional team? Because yeah. it's a it's a very delicate delicate situation of when to let them play, mm-hmm. give them confidence. Take him out, not take him out, let him play. You know, there's a sacrifice there. There's there's yeah. a trade-off. So how do you how do you deal with yeah. that particular topic? Yeah, well, I will start for the the second one. It's like the mistakes. I think it's like organizations tend in Europe we tend to forget about or or misjudge the players whenever they are uh, between 18. They finish the junior age, 18, 19 to 22. Okay, so. Um, I put some cases, you know, um, there's a, 
uh, players like I remember Stefan Peno. Stefan Peno was in the in the youth, unbelievable. They're dominating, you know, in a junior age, in the European champions, things like that. Then they have a, 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 a um, let's say a, a, a path that is difficult because they need to even play in a second team, you know, like like Peno did in Barcelona. Okay, so and then maybe their own loan, Marcus Eriksson, you know, Manresa, and then got there here, and then those years they're not shining everywhere, anywhere, you know, not shining here in, in international competitions or in national team, because also there's under 20, but not, you know, after under 20, nothing else. And under 20 is not, let's say the favorite, right? Under 18 is yeah. those are more, you know, like, like have more bright or more the spotlight, but, uh, uh, and then people tend to think, okay, this guy was not, not good enough. And then suddenly, you know, somebody gives the opportunity. I remember we, we got Peno and Peno was our, our, you know, the first years in Alba. Then he suffered a big injury. I'm very happy now he's playing back in Lithuania again, you know, getting rhythm, but uh, he had a very bad injury, poor kid. Uh, but uh, the first year he was our, our backup pointer, you know, playing in a Euro Cup and, and Peyton Siva was injured and he was the only pointer, you know, we put a young, uh, guy Bennett Hoon, but he was he was maintaining the team, competing in a in a in a good level, in a very good level, being young. Okay, um, and then people start asking me, "Oh, Peno is true, you know, you you guys recover him." And the thing is, like, we tend to think that you know, all of us. Oh, I lost track of this kid, yeah. uh, but it's because they don't have what you say. I totally agree. In the United States, they have the college rule, you know, until twenty two, twenty three, or whatever, something like that. I still think that eventually, I have a lot of questions about that, but I still think that we should find a, a competition there, you know, for them. Okay. So eventually, you know, for this age group, I think it would be great if we are able to handle something good for them to develop, you know, during these years. Okay. So, and I'm not saying just only competing because another, uh, yeah, because Another thing is like they need that time to become players, you know, it's like there's exceptions. I always now my fight with all the kids, you know, because some of our kids play already Euroleague. Okay. So let me tell you one thing. Um, Jonas Matisek is 23 years old and he played four years Euroleague. Okay. So four season, you know, that now there's regulations, salaries yeah. regarding season. I say like, no, no, but this guy, oh no, yes, he already covered, you know, the, the four seasons. Um, so. Uh, but, and then all the, the young kids in Alba are thinking, okay, now I'm 18 and I play one day with the pros. So what's next? Now I need to, and I always use the same example. It's like, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be, you know, whatever, okay, a scientist or whatever, then you finish high school and then you go to university for five, six, seven, you know, four years. And then you prepare yourself to be the best doctor possible, the best lawyer, the best scientist. Okay. Players now and the environment feel that whenever they're 18, they did very well in the junior age and they play a little, some with the pros. Then next is I, I need to be part of the pro And And we are the ones that embrace that culture more. But guys, we need to be patient, you know, and you need to become the best player possible. You know, and, and then whenever we, you're 20 to 23, then you're a player. And then now maybe you follow a different route or now you're full 
professional in terms of I need to be part of one roster, I need to have a role, a concrete role in the team, blah, 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 blah. Of course, there's ex- exceptions, like Franz Wagner, like Luca Doncic, like Ricky Rubio, of course, okay? But those are the exceptions. The rest, they need that path. So I, I want to encourage, you know, them, you know, that, that they, and it's not only in Alba, I think it's happening in other organizations. I want to encourage them and the environment to stay growing and getting better in their organizations until they see, okay, now I really need to, to have a role here. Okay. So that is, that is, you know, I think the main mistake uh, that we are, that we are doing it. Okay. The other, the other is like what I said about the coaches. We say, Hey, the coach, we have this young guy. It's very good. He's going to be part of the road. And then we play the guy. And then, uh, we lose. And then we lose again. And then uh, we need to win. So and then all the responsibilities on the coach. You need to develop the guy. You need to play the guy and you need to win. And listen, I mean, we need to find a balance. Okay. So what we do. It's trying to find a balance, you know, of playing the guys and developing the guys and try to be competitive at the same way. For example, we would love and we're, we really focus and try to get better in the EuroLeague, for example, and every year compete better and eventually make the playoff. Okay. So this is our goal, but we are, our goal is not to win the EuroLeague. That's obvious. Right. So we cannot, even if, if it will be our goal. So there's no chance or try to finish in the top four of the playoff to home court advantage. It's not. So that means, um, you need to have an approach that can give certain room for the players, you know, to play and to learn and to grow, you know, in a competition that is tough, is difficult, but that not necessarily you need to win every game. You know, and in the BBL, yes, we want to win the BBL. And that means we need to try to win every game. Okay. But also we know that it's not necessary to win every game in order to, you know, to win the, the title at the end. There's a lot of improvements about that. Um, and, and then you there can also maybe give some space to them, you know, to grow, but, at the same time, you need to have the balance. This is the most difficult things to do in the world. And uh, me as a sport director and as, as a club, I, w- I encourage the coaches to do that. And I want to create the, the good balance for them to be able to have it, to have good players really to compete, you know, look Sigma, you know, Mauro, all these guys, but also build a roster with the space for them to play the young guys and and need sometimes to play the young guys but they need to embrace the culture okay so because even if i build a roster with a space for the young guys the coach can play eight players and then the young guys don't play okay so and this was aito and now israel having like the magic you know uh, approach to do it okay and, and let me just give an example and then let you go is like i remember we play maltedelo in the i to put maltedelo in barcelona okay against barcelona and then he has to guard abrini and abrini's score uh, 12 or 15 points in a row in a row over him uh, uh i didn't sub the guy after the first 
or the second or even the third. Okay. So, um, that is a, a process. That was a process for obviously multiply that. And I don't remember if he played later in the second half or not or whatever. That was a good learning. Okay. For, for multi. Uh, but he didn't really kill him saying like, no, you know, so Aito was able to sacrifice that momentum in the game. We were like, I don't know, five down and we go like whatever, 15 down. Okay. So. Uh, a little bit. And those momentums happened. And we came back in the game and we were competitive. And then in the second half, they, you know, go by 20 or whatever. But that wouldn't happen anyway, you know, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm sure if we ask Aito, Aito will never say, if you ask the coach, he will never say, no, 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 I sacrificed it never because they're coaches, you know, but the way he run the things and he believed that was not the time to punish, you know, the young guy, but for him to learn or when to play them, you know, or, if they have been with the team doing it well in practice, then they're ready. If they're not doing well in practice because the level is good enough, then they're not ready. He's not the guy giving the guys the last three minutes of the games, you know? Maybe we're 20 up and he doesn't play the guys there, you know? But then maybe he, he play, we start the final in Valencia, Euro Cup final, and we wanted to win, uh, with Franz Wagner, you know, as a shooting guard, a starting shooting guard, or if he was the backup shooting guard, I don't, but, but he has a main role, okay, in that final, because he was ready. He prepared him during the, the and he was young, okay, but he has a process. So for me, a lot of it is system based in the integration of, of mm -hmm. young guys in, into the winning concept and try to combine the two. Would you agree or disagree that it's easier to implement into your system, Aito's and Israel's system, uh, more or less, you know, there's obviously some subtle differences that that probably only you guys know between Israel and 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 uh, Aito. Mm -hmm. But in terms of integration of youth players, I think it's easier with the style of play that Alba plays than with other styles of play that where you are maybe more mismatch based maybe a different different way of of taking taking advantage of your advantages uh, than it is with alba berlin where you have young guys you you play an up-tempo game you play an up-tempo style with a lot of cutting with a lot of movement and i think it's easier to plug and play than it is with other teams would you agree or disagree i i, I agree i agree because um um and that, that doesn't necessarily mean like the, some people would disagree, you know? So it's like, uh, and I could see that too, you know, yeah, I could, yeah. I could see a point that people disagree with certain things. Okay. Uh, but, uh, we do it that way and, and we feel it easier that way. So I have to agree with you because I really do. Um, that in the way we play that this is another big fact factor or big point of our culture. Okay, we want to play in in a way. Okay, it, a, a basketball in in a, in a in our way. Okay, and again, this is only our way. There's a lot of others. We had a lot of uh, let's say people, you know, that says like, yeah, 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 very funny the way you play, but this is not enough to win. Okay, and eventually, you know, we ask ourselves, is this enough to to win or not? You know, so. And okay, it was a big satisfaction that we were able to win titles, you know, the last year because it proved that this way also bring us to to win championship. Ah, yeah, but that's not enough to win the Euroleague. Okay, maybe not, or maybe yes. Let's see. You know, maybe it's a question of budget. It's a question of experience. It's a question of and but consist okay, consistency. Like consistency. Exactly. Exactly. So our way definitely encourage the players to take decisions and. Uh, let's say, give them the freedom, as you said, 
to uh, to play their own game, right? So if um, you have a uh, you give a role to a guy that is like you need to go out and play, you know, staggers to shoot, you know. Obviously, if you're already a professional player, there's plays that do that. Unbelievable. I can do it with the hand in front and whatever. They do great. Okay. Uh, but the young kid that can take that role, you know, until he's ready to do that, you know, at the maximum level, it will take forever, right? Because yeah. it's really hard for a young kid to be able to shoot coming off the screen with the pressure, with the good defender, with the length that is now in the professional space and in the EuroLeague and things like that. So, Maybe that young guy, you know, that we put in, in the system, you know, to play, we're not asking him to do this. Okay. Or the, 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 the game is not asking him to do that. Yeah. Right. The team. So he just be around there and eventually take advantage of a back, backdoor car cut, you know, mm -hmm. and that's something that you can do even if you're young and you're little, you know, then you can do it and then you can do something. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And our system, you know, this integration, you know, it's, it's, it's easier, you know? So, yeah, so the last, last the last question about the youth. And then I have another question about uh, scouting yeah. in terms of, in terms of experience, but uh, maybe you have a percentage in mind, but I was just, just starting to think about winning and developing. It's, it's, it's hard to do 50, 50. Do you have a, do you have a percentage shift of, of how much you put emphasis, emphasis uh, percentage wise on developing and then winning? Because there's a, there's a, there's, like we said, there's a trade off. And I want, I'm wondering if there's a certain kind of approach or it's just, just gut feeling all the time. Well, it's like, um, I would say that, uh, you mean in the pros with, with, uh, with the developing the youngs, right? Yes. So you're talking yes. about the pro, yes. pro yes. level now. Well, um, it depends a little in the, in the uh, level that you have the organization that you are. Okay. So Alba, it's, uh, when I came to Alba, Alba was, uh, Alba was already a big organization, you know, and a winning organization. They won a lot of titles. Yeah. Uh, they develop also a lot of players, you know, and, um, and, um, and, uh, into, into the professional level. Okay. And playing maybe not in Alba, but in other teams, they have like 20 sums or whatever, you know, players, you know, in different teams. So, um, what, I, what I, what I did, what I, I've been doing here is it, it was not near for Alba. Okay. It's not that I invent anything here, you know, but it's true that. The, the recent uh, path of Alba before I came here was a different one. Okay. It was a different one. So I lost a little track of, of the, of the results, the, the titles, let's put it this way. And also it was in a different status of integrating players or developing or, or whatever. Okay. And also the culture was a little different. You know, the approach of the day, day by day things and, and, and how all the things are, are, are running. Right. So. Um, and this is something that I, that I, you know, give a lot of credit to Marco. Marco Baldi, you know, is, uh, is the best executive I, I ever worked with. And, uh, um, I think he's brilliant. And, and, uh, and, and he was ready to say, I want to change a little bit the path here, you know, that we, we are doing. Now it's time to do it. And he did before as well. Okay. Uh, because he knew when he interviewed me, you know, many times, 
what was my approach, you know? And I told him, you know, I want to, uh, Marco, I'm not interested in working, being the, the sport director of the, pro, of the pro team and that's it, you know? So I want to integrate program with the youth or whatever and, and the culture, you know, I want to, I have a different approach to the day by day things, you know? And, um, and because I knew what he, came from, you know, and he said, like, this is what I want. Okay. So it was his decision to say, now we're changing, you know, the, the, his industry. And then now we're taking this route. Okay. Um, um, and, and, and then the consistency of the progression, you know, I love it here, you know, so the, 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 you know, the support of not being a rush that we need to win titles right away. Okay. Because it was Alba and we need to, we want to compete and win titles. Okay. Um, if the organization would be a different organization in the BBL, then maybe the approach is different. It's, it's more compete to, you always need to put your goals and maybe mm-hmm. your goals is qualified for the playoff and mm-hmm. it's, it's good, you know, and then, how you measure this developing or, uh, or doing this, you know, how, how you measure this, this, uh, two things. So, um, uh, it's, it's very hard to do it. And, and, uh, um, I think it has to be with gut feelings and with, uh, with the natural process of, first of all, belief in, in that, embrace that culture, embrace the culture that a young kid is able to develop and is able to be there. Um, and, and, uh, and it's worth it to give him a space to develop, even though you sacrifice a little bit the, the, the results in the short term, but not in the long term. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> the, the good thing with the, let me, let me put you an example. Now we are pushing our female section. Okay. And because with the men's, it's already seven years, six, seven years. So the process is a little, you know, it, it started a little early. But now we're pushing the female section. Now we move to first division. Uh, first year in first division, we play the, the playoff. We reach the playoffs. We play the semifinals. We'll be number three. We play the semifinals. So, so it was a great year, fantastic year. And in the exit meeting with the players that I do individually with every player at the, at the end of the season, um, I analyze a little bit the, the, the season with, especially with the foreigners, with the three Americans that we have. Okay. And for them, it was a complete shock. Um, and I followed that process with the coach during the season, you know, for him to be able to handle. For them, it was hard to come from different teams and be the American. Okay. And the ones that play 35 minutes and the one that need to score 20 and grab 10 rebounds. Okay. Uh, to play 20 minutes and then eventually not starting a game or not finishing a game, you know, because a young girl is, is playing there. Um, and, and it was a shock. And then they make the same, um, reflection that the men did many years ago when I eat and when we start all the process here, they said, listen, the first three months for me were very difficult. I didn't understand what we were doing, you know? So why we were playing this way, why we're doing this, why I, I don't have the role that I expect to have. And, mm-hmm. you know, but then there's always a time in the season that everything do click, you know? And then suddenly you see, now I understood why Leonie Krayenfeld, that is the young girl, was playing that much in the preseason against the first teams, you know, that she was not ready, but she was playing a lot because in the playoff, 
he was ready to help and to compete and yes. to help us with the, with not a super big role, but with the role. Okay. So, and that's the process. You need to believe in the process and you need to be patient. You need to put the guys at the beginning, you know, for them to be ready to help at the end. And at the end, when it's time to compete, everyone has a role. And maybe the young guy doesn't have a huge role, but he has a role in the yep. team. Okay. So to help some minutes, you know, this is the way uh, that we do the process, you know. But again, those the the coaches that was always implemented by Aito. Okay, this this magic. I mean, this way of doing things, you know, with the coaches, where to put it, whatever. You know, I was encouraged all our youth coaches, you know, to be there and to learn the process because for us it was also like that. You know, I never worked with Aito before, and I said, okay, I'm going to now see the trick, the magic trick. And I was there every day in practice. I said, like, okay, there's nothing <laughs> special, you know, there's nothing special. What is the, 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 the things that he knows and he only knows. And then he said, now we do this. No, it was a consistency of, uh, treat everyone the same way. Um, uh, say the good things now to the American or to the veteran that to the young guy. Very good today. You play very good today. Thank you know, and that create the atmosphere for everyone to respect the young guys and also create the atmosphere, you know, every day that if you need to do the things in the right way, if you don't do it, then you go to the bench. It doesn't matter who you are. Then you go to the bench, you know, and then you come back in the game, but then you sit again. Yeah. It doesn't matter minute 38 or minute two. Okay. So in effort and consistency. Okay. Not a mistakes. Okay. Not, not, not on mistakes, you know, so uh, based on positivity. Yeah. And, and confidence. I, I, I would, I love to, to say stories, you know, but let me tell you one really quick. Rokas Kedraitis. Okay. So exit meeting after his first year, he said, my life changed in preseason. We play a game in the practice facility, no fans, uh, against a Polish team. And then we were playing. And then, uh, that was our first game. Uh, and, um, and, uh, he said, I make, I, Miss a three air ball and turn the ball over. I don't know, two or three things. Timeout. And then I sit and I sit the last in the, and I was here in the timeout, but okay, I was the last. Ba, 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 coach finished. And then they go and I sit, you know, so because I was, it was obvious. I'm sure if you would have, you know, put money bad, I would put money that I'm, I'm, I'm out. You know? And then I was out sitting and then suddenly the ref say, Hey coach, you're missing one player. And then. I just was like this. They say rocket, you know, and then rocket just like, oh, what? And then he came back to, I said, like, I came back to the, and said, it's like, okay. So, and then for me, it, it made a click in my, in my head, you know, I said, it's like, okay. So then the confidence and play from that moment on, yeah. it changed, you know, my career, is what he said, you know. Yeah, so he expected, he expected to sit. He expected to sit. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Natural thing. And not, not even being mad. Okay. Now I need to sit. Nobody yeah. told him you sit. He expect to see it because this is what he what what use and this is what I said that we are using sports to certain things you know that and and the approach of of our coaches is different the culture is different and again this is ours I'm not saying you know eh, this is the good one no this is our approach yeah. okay but, yeah 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 it's there's no absolute truth everybody's everybody's approach no, is no, different no. exactly exactly uh, so before we go into the ATOS, because I know we're already at an hour and we we've talked. We've talked very well. I think that's very, very valuable information. Just a one, one quick question, because I wanted to ask you this, and I'm wondering how good are you changing your opinion on players when you scout? 
because you have a certain you know you scout you scout you have a player if you have a, and sometimes they play better you they they're doing better yeah. but you have this bias in your head that no it's not he's not good enough he's not yeah. and then when when does the shift come or does it come or do you because you know it's it's hard to put him away for sure for good that that's a very good question that's a very good question because uh it's it's something that happened and it's true you know it's it's just one of the things one of the let's say handicap or challenge that we have okay so change our mind yeah. about because again i learned to respect my gut feeling because the first year i was always fighting against those okay because i see other colleagues taking super notes and whatever and then suddenly i have one sentence about james Augustine, you know and then i was convinced to sign him you know and and i checked my notes and i have only one sentence you know and I, but i was sure it is the guy or jc carroll you know and uh uh and then you know and i remember talking you know with that and i said like some colleagues you know say hey i like this player and he said like yeah, yeah i like him too but when he played pick and roll to the left he's not And then I said, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I, I was ashamed. I said, like, I didn't notice that. I didn't know that he, you know, so. And then I was always, but then I learned to live with my gut feelings because, you know, they brought me here, you know, so all these years, you know, and then, and obviously it has to be a combination, of yeah. course, but that you need to learn it. But it's true. It's true that sometimes you say, like, I don't like this player. And then, you know, it's like, oh, you know, and it's hard because, Whenever somebody tells you or the coach or somebody, oh, this player is good. I said, ah, I don't like that him. You know, I don't like him that match and whatever. And then the guys do well and do well and do well, you know. And then you say, like, fuck, you know. Yes. That's the challenge. That's the challenge to, yeah, to yeah, yeah, jump yeah. over your own shadow and say, okay, exactly. we go, you know, like it's. But I, I appreciate the gut feeling part because that's how I, 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 I operate this way too a lot of times. Gut feeling yeah. is it's a big no. I, I, it is I, again it is a big thing and i was fighting against you know the beginning a lot of doubts but definitely it's part of the i mean i think it's part of the of the being a human being okay yes, so we yes, yes. we had that and okay the world is about data and analytics and thing and that is totally fine but again we're human beings and it's about this feeling and that is it, that is in life That is not only, you know, in, in, in professions, it's, uh, you know, it's in the work in basketball, it's in life, you know, the yeah. gut feelings that you have with certain people. And I think that condition and the way you can connect with these people better and more. And that is essential to work with him for years, you know, as a daily basis. Okay. You, the coaches, you know, so gut feelings are definitely important. And, and the other thing is like, uh, you know, I, it's not easy. It's not happening right away. If he plays well a little, you know, uh, but, uh, at, at a certain point, you know, um, I, I think I'm able in most of the cases, maybe not in every cases to, as you say, go over, you know, the shadow, my shadow, my own shadow and, and says like, Hey, no, this guy could be, you know, could, could be a good fit for, for us. Let me put you an example. I have no, no problems even in, in put an example. You know, it, it, it happens with Jalen Smith. Okay. So, um, uh, in terms of the feet, not the gut feelings. Okay. So, but the feet. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, is an organization that have a clear way of playing. Okay. And, and they have, and they're very successful with that. I respect them 
despite the philosophy is the opposite, you know, so I respect them a lot because they have a philosophy, they have their values and they go for it. Okay. And, and jailing developing that uh, philosophy, even basketball wise. Okay. So at that time where we recruit, they were the team with less assist, for example, and we were the team with most assist in the BBM. Okay. So that we were completely in the stream, one of the other, or maybe second or whatever, but complete stream. So he's used to have the ball a lot. And, and that's not a good fit for us. We need to, so will it be? And then at the beginning, I said like, yeah, he's not a good fit for us. You know, it's not a, you know, and, uh, um, because he, he really embraced, uh, I mean, he was good to him. He was MVP with that. Yes. Yes. Time, okay. Um, but, uh, but then, you know, I keep, talking and asking, you know, and as long as uh, I hear, I have my, the, the, that we were at that bubble at that time in the COVID, you know, and so the players get to know each other better. Okay. So my own players, I ask my own players, like looks in, Hey, what do you think about this guy? You know, very good guy, very nice guy. And then that, and, and then I say like, okay, check, good guy, you know, check the, his past two years in Pro B, two years in Heidelberg, you know, but it's still the basketball part is not a check for me, you know, so I was like, and then I have a lot of conversations with the coach and the coach was really, you know, saying like, yes, he will do it, he will do it, you know, I think we can do it. And I say, be careful because this is a common mistakes that we do as coaches, okay? I was used to be a assistant coach as well. It's like, he didn't play well there. He's not, but with us, he will do. You know, he will yes, do. Many yes, times yes, again, yes. you say like, oh, no, you know, I still have listened <laughs> to the other coach or things like that. Um, that's difficult to define. But then we say, okay, let's do it. You know, and he took a process for him. Yes. So the first part he of the struggled. year. Man, I remember. He struggled. Yeah. You know, the agent called me. I came to see a game in, in Christmas, you know, and he said like, uh, Imar, you know, it's first time that we talked the whole, you know, since preseason. And he said, Imar, I was waiting for your call since preseason, you know, uh, uh, to complain about yelling, playing bad, let's do something, blah, blah, blah. And I said, but you want me to call? He said, like, no, 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 I'm saying that it was fantastic, <laughs> but I was suspecting because yeah. in any other organization, I would have had, I don't know, thousands calls saying, like, hey, what's going on, whatever. And I said, like, listen, again, maybe in a little night, but I did my job. So my job is to check these boxes, okay? When I decide I check that box and I offer a guy a three-year contract, that is my responsibility. So still, I don't want to be naive. There's circumstances sometimes doesn't work. You talk and sometimes you get an agreement and the players leave or whatever. But not because I say, ah, you know, because maybe it's my fault. I didn't do my job very well. He's not a fit, you know, and now I expect you Okay, I can call you and say, hey, listen, I made a mistake. We need to find a solution. But not call and say, hey, the player is not playing well. He, we're paying him a lot of money. Blah, blah, blah. No, because maybe my mistake. So, Yes, yes, absolutely. You ready for my ATOs? As a assistant, former assistant coach, you should be ready for that. Well, okay. It's a long time ago, but I was, I was, <laughs> right. I quick, was right. Quick questions and, and quick answers to see just what the first thing that pops into your mind. Okay. If you had to teach a class tomorrow, other than about basketball, what would it be about? Uh, wow, well, a teaching class. Teaching uh, a class a at a, and a, a university. We, we we go to the university yeah. and and you have to teach a class, and it's not about basketball. One, 
one class, like a lecture or whatever. Or one lecture. One lecture. One lecture. Um, it, I would love to do it. I think I would do it about, uh, you know, uh, the the culture uh, of the this human relationship, the, the approach. Okay, so it it, it is connected to be positive and to try to encourage people to do things. No. Embrace this culture of of trying to enjoy and, and try to be positive and trying to encourage people with with the with the positive, let's say, you know, things. Uh, and there's a reason of that. It's a little you know, I, I will put it there. It's a it's a uh um Simon Sinek, you know, so it's yes. a it's a tech talk about like how great leaders I- inspire action. Okay. Yeah. Not that I'm not that I consider my myself a leader or nothing like that, but that really like I really love that lecture, you know, that, that tech talk. I really think that inspire people. And I think there's people in this organization as Marco Balde that, that treat that role very well. And 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 you know I spread that as much as I can because I think it's very good. I think that would do that. Best best Twitter follow uh, outside of basketball. Best Twitter follow outside of basketball. Um, I would say. I would say. Uh, oh, that's that's good question. Eh? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, that good question. I need to think because Twitter lately has been a little. You know, difficult, right? So, uh, with all the changes, but, uh, um, no, I don't need to think about it. It's like, um, ah, man, <laughs> I you're got good you. <laughs> you, know, you got me there because I really want to give a good, you know, a good, because definitely there's a, there's a, I don't know. I think that uh, that uh, nobody concretely, but uh, what topic? But uh, journalism. I mean, journalism. certain journalism. Yeah, because I think it's a it's a big uh, it's a big problem now. Okay, yeah. the polarization. You know, and then you don't know who to follow, who to you know. The, yes. Eh, whatever he says, my ideas we follow is really so. This mix of journalism of different. Uh, as, 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 you know, so range. I would yes, say. yes. One skill, uh, one skill you take. wish you had. Sorry. One skill I wish I had. Um, basketball skill or human skill or human, uh, whatever, whatever yeah, skill, yeah. whatever skill. No, um, um, I would say. Um, Uh, I would say to, let's say, be able to summarize uh, better. <laughs> I think that I talk too much, and I you know, so <laughs> to 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 transmit my ideas with a better, concrete, you know, short uh, way to do that. A podcast. This is long form podcast, so you can talk. It's okay. <laughs> good. I love it. I love it. I I need those kind of formats. Otherwise, I'm, me too. I'm out. I'm the same. I'm in the same category. That's good. Best personal investment. Um, my uh, my 
my wife, you know, so my, my, yeah, my, my wife and then the kids, the family, the kids, right? Yeah, so, but yeah. my wife, you know, so we're, uh, been together for, um, since we are, you know, since I was 18. So it's a long time. We have some, some breaks in the middle, but we're since the beginning. And that's definitely the best personal investment because, uh, it, helped me to develop uh, the person I, I am, you know, and, 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 and to definitely be a better version than what I could be. Definitely. Definitely. And the, the last one is the one that I ask everyone for Tim Ferriss, my favorite Tim Ferriss question, your favorite failure in your um, career, where you look back on it's a failure, but you appreciate the failure for, for the lessons you learn from it. Um, uh, yeah, I think definitely, uh, the last year, uh, my last year in Gran Canaria. Okay. Um, uh, it's true that, uh, I was fired there, not for, let's say, not for clean reasons. Let's put it this way. It's okay. A politician came, he want to put his own person there. And then he manipulate the whole thing, you know, and, uh, and, uh, to, to do that. Okay. So it was not really, you're not doing a good job, you know, but okay. we didn't have a good, a good year. Okay. So we were fighting not to move down. Uh, and, um, there was a lot of things around the whole thing, you know, uh that uh that it was very very valuable for me in terms of things that i that i learned to do better in the in the in the composing the team uh, building the team and dealing with the coach it was pedro martinez at that time you know dealing with the coach dealing with the with the uh the relationship with the with the president and things like that okay be more aware of people behind, you know, that were behind, you know, the, the scenes doing things that I didn't even consider or yeah. I, it was, I was even naive, you know, because I was also bringing those people in close to me and they were trying to get me down, things like that. Um, a lot of really valuable lessons and, um, a very, very, very good one and important one was that eventually I was fired in May, something like that. And my wife uh, also the same in her job in February because there was like, a, it's called ERTE, it's like reduction of personal because things and then they just, uh, whatever, 100 people out. And she was one of the, the yeah. out. So we were both with two kids, with a mortgage, with everything, with no job, you know. And that moment was uh, very good because somehow it was super calm and we were not deep going deep into a bad uh, momentum, but we embraced the opportunity and then we jumped. We decided to go to Madrid. This opportunity yeah. with, yeah. you know, with, with uh, estudiantes and, you know, new life and that gave us tremendous opportunities and things. So definitely, definitely that big fail, failure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, and encompasses a lot of areas, personal area and yeah. professional area. Exactly. And it's all, exactly. all in one. Himar, thank you very much for your time. It was, it was great. I think there's a lot of lessons for people to take away. 
a lot of mm -hmm. lot of insights a lot of good stories and uh if you if people want to reach out to you somehow if they want to contact yep. you prof professionals from the business how what's the easiest way absolutely um uh, well i'm on twitter okay so that's uh always one there's people approaching me to that okay and uh but also in our website in alba berlin that uh de yep. that Deutschland. it's uh We have the emails are, our emails are there. Okay. You look for personal, whatever, and then it appears as for director in Marojera, and then the email is there. So you, you know, if somebody want to send an email, same things, it might take time for me to answer sometimes because there's a lot of, you know, um, things, but it's not that it's forgetting. I, I answer everyone, you know, and maybe take time because I need to think about it and approach yeah. and things like that and play off and a lot of stuff. But but uh, there is always you know and uh, you know and if you see me anywhere you know I'm I'm very happy to connect always games you know events or or whatever I think it's uh, it yeah it's always a good thing about basketball you know so uh, thank you for having me here and really enjoy I love to talk about basketball and and, and again I'm 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 happy to talk uh, about uh, what we do and the way we do it. But one more time is the way we do it and yeah. we love it we like it we think it's the best but i know that that there's plenty on a uh, different approach and you need to 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 find the one that fits better for for your organization of course perfect gracias de nada <laughs> hasta luego everybody <laughs> ciao ciao